What if you could build a business in the modern world as big or as small as you want without having to compromise the things that were the most important to you in the very beginning? This is the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast with Taylor Welch and Mike Walker, as they share with you today their learning lessons from stories in their experiences over the past 10 to 15 years and share with you right here, right now. Let's get into it. All right, let's hit it. Let's hit it real fast. I've actually got two things to share with you guys. Um, I believe that, like, I wouldn't take the time out of our schedule. I know we have a stacked day and a stacked IDS. Uh, but I believe these two things are important enough to take the time to do it. So important, in fact, that if we don't get through the IDS, it will still be a win. So I'm going to start with something super chill. You know, there's, there's three types of lessons, always, infallible. I've taught on this before, so you guys have already heard this. The first is the lesson you've never heard of that you're learning for the first time. The second is the lesson that you're relearning. And the third is the lesson that you need to unlearn because it was the wrong lesson. So I'll start with something super easy. It was a relearning lesson for me. I woke up this morning and uh, hit my routine and I was sitting in the office just kind of putting the day together. And uh, I literally in my journal, for some reason, I was like looking through something old. It was from 2017. By the way, just so you understand my personality, uh, I am never happy, like hardly ever, in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I don't enjoy the mornings. I'm the opposite of Lindsay. Um, I usually think I'm dying in the mornings. That's why Morning Formula was created. It was because I was going to kill people in the mornings. But for, for whatever reason, I was reading through like 2017, 2018 journals. Sometimes me and Peyton will send messages back and forth, screenshots, from when I was a young CEO and Peyton was a little and couldn't get sales on the board. And we would have a week where we would make nine grand. Peyton, you know what I'm talking about? Or the other day, Peyton sent me a message from his day one. And it's him sitting at Starbucks. And he's like, well, Taylor just showed me how to do a calendar. It was like yeah, how to organize ago. a calendar. Yeah, crazy. If you're, if you're not journaling on a somewhat daily basis, you're going to miss so much stability. But anyways, um, I'm journaling today and I had this realization that I had forgotten to be grateful, just forgotten, completely forgotten. I'm normally a pretty high gratitude person, um, but something triggered me to think about it. And it was that book gave us sent you the screenshot from he's talking about gratitude as the state of choice. So I think as a team, we have to really watch for this because as our standards flip up, how many of you can feel me raising the standards of the organization right now? Like being burned by an iron on your face. Like it's just sometimes it's like Gabe's is, is yelling at me, leave the team alone. Kathy's not responding to me in Slack. Lauren's having panic attacks. The standards are going up. Get on the ship. Let's go. But it's important for me to remember to counterbalance this distortion field because that's what standards are as a distortion field. Kobe Bryant is pissed off if he doesn't score 40 freaking points. That's a distortion field. We're not normal. One time Tim Grover, who trained Michael Jordan, showed up to uh, 
Michael Jordan's house was in the late 80s. And Michael wanted him to order all of the workout equipment. They didn't have the internet, no Amazon back then. Set it up in his house and start training the next day, 24 hours. These guys' standards are ridiculous. You guys think I'm crazy, but it's it's actually a standards issue. So the, the reminder, the first reminder is just to sit down and practice gratitude on a daily basis. It will help you. It will help me. And it'll help you deal with the distortion fields that I'm kind of bringing into the org. So raise your hand if you live in a house. Great. What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful <laughs> experience to be able to do that. Uh, raise your hand if you know that you're going to be able to eat food tonight. I'll move off of this. But gratitude is a really good daily practice, especially when we're having a shit week or shit weekends or shit day. Gratitude is going to be cool. Let's talk about standards real fast. I'll read it for you real fast because this has to do with standards. This is a this is a, uh, an interview with a grandmaster, a, a grandmaster chess player. He says, most people would be surprised to discover that if you compare the thought process of a grandmaster to that of an expert, which is a much weaker but quite competent chess player, you will often find that the grandmaster consciously looks at less, not more. The key word here is consciously. The chunks of information that have been put together in his mind allow him to see much more with much less conscious thought. We talk about fingertip feel a lot. My fingertip feel is based on 10 years of looking at so much data that now I'm consciously looking at less, but I'm seeing more, right? You can read this whole thing later, but he talks about this is the difference between true mastery and then just an expertise. So what our team is feeling right now is some of us have been at true mastery before and we've stepped off of that platform and now we're stepping back onto the platform. I won't name names, but Taylor, Payton, Dane. Some of you, though, are in new positions and you're developing mastery for the first time inside of an area of competency. And so here's the risk. The risk is that we will look at what we have to pay attention to, what we have to do, and we will begin to justify not catching things because there's too much to do. When the reality is that you have to use too much conscious thought, you're not at the level of mastery you need to be. What will stop us from getting to grandmaster level is making excuses for why we are not seeing what we need to be seeing. This is frustrating and at times painful, but the issue is not that you have too much to do. The issue is that you are not yet fast enough to get it all done. See the reversal of, of responsibility. The issue is not that we have uh, too many people to call. The issue is that we are not yet intelligent or cunning enough to create the systems to get it done. Now, whether this is totally, factually, irrevocably true or not, I'm speaking to Gabrielle because she's the truth seeker of the group. If you ever get into an argument with Gabrielle, make sure you are correct before. <laughs> But it's true, we have a bend, Gabe's especially has a bend towards like, is this true, is this false? Sometimes the barometer on a belief should not be its truth, but its utility. What's the difference? Empowerment. What, yeah. does it make you better? 
Exactly. Yeah. Something, something can be like, well, Taylor, there is too much to do. That's factually true. Not useful. I will reject it. Make sense? We're going to have to work on this. This is a tension. This is the normal tension of a fast-growing team. Okay? When we, when we reject something because it does not serve us, it forces us to go find something else that does serve us. I feel like I woke up really early this morning. You guys are just catching up. Yeah, we're listening. Okay. Is this okay. making sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. No, no, we can't, we can't justify any level that is beneath what you guys all voted for a week and a half ago, right? Cause you, you voted to get into the octagon and now I'm going to take us up to the octagon. So we can't be making excuses of like, well, we just have too much to do. No, no, no. Let's, let's choose to empower ourselves. The second thing is attribution where we're talking about standards. The grandmaster knows exactly what move lost the match. Mm. And he knows at what point he got far enough ahead mentally where he won the match. Their attribution is dialed in. The whole idea of fingertip field comes from the soldiers around Rommel said he would walk out and almost, almost like he would put his finger up to the wind and feel where the enemy was. And they developed that word around that fingertip. Mm. So we have to have attribution for everything. This is me and Mike are going to be working on this. You're going to see us come up with a lot of new things that we're tracking with clients. We got to have attribution. The, the thing that helps you with attribution is data. But what I want, I wanted to share this because I want to make sure that over the next couple of weeks and months, we don't allow ourselves to get trapped into complacency. So it's, it's important to me that you don't look at me as like, well, Taylor is just unreasonable. Okay. I'm unreasonable. That's why you work here. That's why you're here. If I wasn't unreasonable, we wouldn't be here. It's not a bad thing. Make sure you begin to share that unreasonability, reject it if it does not serve us. And then you can force our circumstances up to the level of our targets. Make sense?